Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 432. Linz, what's new with you this week? I'm just going to look at you. Oh, you don't want to explain? I was going to seriously listen. <laughs> no, you weren't. Everyone how, knows how do you How do you know? Everyone knows you're a liar. <laughs> Tony's a liar. Yes, I totally hate you. He's lying. He loves me. <laughs> I'm just hoping you'd see what I was throwing down. Because yes, uh, so we have some comic book reviews. Not a lot of news this week, no. but we kind of went. The world on... is dying around us, so yes. there was no news. But there is a show that you really need to see that I fucking loved. And listen to the podcast to find out. I'm not going to give it away in the intro, Tony. Yes, unless they've watched it, and then they will understand. They will totally understand. Yes. Because grab a cold one or anything sitting around because... Some morning brown, perhaps. Because <laughs> <laughs> Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 432, you know it. Everything's a drum. Yeah, man. Things getting... Uh, the world is... Yeah. It's, yeah. That's, I mean, that's a really good way to describe it, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. 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 It's, yeah. Um, we're, I mean, we can be semi serious on this podcast for once. Just wear your damn masks. Be smart, especially with upcoming holidays. Listen, if you're listening to Drunk on Comics, we already know that you're smart and just assume that you're wearing yeah. your mask. But if you're not, then stop listening to this podcast. <laughs> You're not allowed to until you start wearing a mask yeah. again. <laughs> I don't want another shutdown where we have to do bad audio quality oh like my God. we did before. Right? Right? But, in the meantime, though, there's tons of things that we could be doing to, you know, be having fun by ourselves sitting at home. Besides that one main thing that we're all thinking right now. I was going to say, that's, I mean, you know, Check. <laughs> the new, mainly what I was going to say is the new Spider-Man game came out. Yes. yes My roommate uh, bought it. I haven't had a chance to play it yet, but I was watching him. And I just was like thinking, I just will, I don't even know if I'd actually play the game. I would just explore the city. Yeah. Like, it just looked massive. And Did you play the Spider-Man game that came out before this? No. Because <clears throat> it was played... the same engine. Okay. That's and I wanted to. I just don't know why I didn't ever yeah. buy it. I played other Spider Man games and I was thinking there was one where I felt like there was a helicopter there to make it seem like Spider Man's always swinging from invisible like buildings. Mm. And that's where I was like looking, asking about the physics of this, and it was nice because uh, my roommate Nick was telling me how he didn't say it's the same engine, but he's like, it's just kind of like the last game where so if. You're through Central Park. You can't just randomly, magically fly swinging like right. past Spider-Man games would just have you automatically do somehow. But the physics and everything in it, it seemed cool. I asked him, like, what happens if you fall from a tall building? He goes, I'll show you. Sometimes you either do a superhero landing where it just absorbs all, you know, pretty much you don't yeah. damage yourself. But it's the exploring that I started saying, hey, uh, check out, or I wanted to see Central Park, or then I wanted to see Times Square and see if they had, like, which advertisements, and it seemed like they are mostly in-game advertisements. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming because of how greedy certain, you know, 
game companies are that they might start having real advertisements yeah. in there, which would make sense, but not that big of a deal for it being Times Square where you'd expect that. Right. But then we started look. He showed me Avengers Tower. I thought that was cool. That's in there. Mm-hmm. But the greatest thing was I was like, see if the Ghostbusters uh, headquarters is in there, because it's a real firehouse that's in New York. Right. And I he's like, well, where's that? So I had to look on Google Maps and I typed in Ghostbusters and headquarters came up. <laughs> so whatever that I think it's Fire Station Number Five or something real is mm-hmm. what its real name is. But Google Maps does say. So we had to kind of take a real map to then on the game map because it's not one to one, but close enough. And he's like, I think that's it. So we're kind of, I was like, yeah, that's it. So we're trying to look through any windows to see anything. Didn't see anything. We went behind the building and spray painted graffiti is like a slimer. Aww. We're like, we're just kind of nerds, happy, like yeah. geeking out. Yeah. It's good. It's good. It's uh, super dirty that you guys took the time to figure that out. Yeah. Um, with a with a map comparison, but you know what else are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so video game is gonna be on my radar soon. Something else that I must say to everyone: you need to go watch the best show oh in the God. fucking world, Auntie Donna's yeah. Big Old Funhouse. I so I watched this show as well, and I'm not as enthralled with it as Tony is. But there were lots of funny parts to it. Thank, Linz, thank you so much. So I've had a couple people, uh, I've watched it uh, multiple twice now through, because I watched it with uh, another couple that I'm friends with, and it seems like whenever I recommend this, n- normally females are not as, you know, liking it as much. One of my friends online said, me and my husband started watching this, and I'm just confused, but he's dying, crying, laughing, and I'm like, and so was my buddy Mike. Mm-hmm. My friend Lindsay started watching and goes, nope, I'm just going to read a book. Maybe it's just more dumb guy humor. It is dumb humor, but it, it is but it, very dumb but humor. No, but when you think about it, though, it is very smart humor, uh, and there's some long-lasting things that I'd even realize the first time through that watching the second time... I have to tell you, I'm a big fan of a, of my new favorite term, which is <laughs> cowdoy. <laughs> I, lo- I do love that. And there was this we we had to keep rewinding it and going it back. So I think it was in the it was either in the I think it was in the last episode where the queen comes to dinner. Yeah, it was the last episode. And they bring in the guy who's the jukebox, right? Mm-hmm. And the one calls the other. He's like, I don't know why you're being such a... And then he draws a square. And then he goes, a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> well, that, he, so, uh, I enjoy their wall breaking as well. And I also enjoy Egg Helms. Yes. <laughs> and how they keep that at the, the end. Producer, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. the, I can't get everything's a drum stuck out of my head. Everything's a drum. <laughs> oh, everything's a drum. <laughs> on my bum bum bum. <laughs> so seriously, go, go go watch that. It is hilarious. Um, a little bit further, me and Nick. Then I was like, I looking on IMBD. I was like, it seems like there's other seasons of this show, and they're they're Australian. It's an Australian troupe that mm-hmm. Auntie Donna is their name. So I just was looking that through all the streaming channels there's nothing i was like maybe they have youtube they have a youtube channel underrated because they don't have as many followers as i think they should yeah and we started just watching some skits we even watched a one hour live show that how you have fourth wall breaking in a tv like how they do all these skits 
to make a live show, which had a lot of musical elements too, mm-hmm. it it was just perfect comedy. Like I can't tell you how jokes are just firing left and right, and sometimes they fly over your head, and then you get it like two seconds later, two minutes later, and just, I don't know. Seriously, go check that out because I want to have more seasons of that because that's just the type of comedy that I love. Yeah. Inane. It's inane comedy for sure. Um, but you know, it wasn't terrible. I'll give you that. Uh, I could only watch like a couple at a time though before I was like, I need to move on to something else. Swat, 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 <laughs> swat, 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 swat. Where are the swat, swat, swats? Oh, all right. Um, I do, and I also, in, I loved the. Clearly, their garbages never got picked up because there was just a pile of dead bodies building in their garbage cans. <laughs> I love the, the poster store scene. Oh, yeah. all right. Uh, well, we got, let's go back to what we normally do, which is talk comic books. Comic books. So uh, I almost wasn't going to have that many this week because I've I've been. Very busy. Uh, went back to work uh, as I spoke last week. Uh, had some eye surgery, so I was kind of off, and I had a lot more free time to read a lot of books. But I was able to get a couple in, mm. and I actually now that I think of it, I got a theme going. Do you? Yes. I'll see if you can think of it at the end of the hour. Okay. Actually, that's just dumb. I don't know. I'll tell you anyways. But. <laughs> Just say, did you hear my enthusiasm? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, uh, first book I want to briefly talk about is Punchline Number One. So, uh, as we were talking about, uh, or I was talking about the Joker War last uh, week, and that had, I think that was two weeks out ago or something. It was something in when we were having a break, anyways. So I don't know how fresh and new that was. I you know, learn about this punchline person. And at the end of that book, it seemed like she was trying to say that she was not really like a bad guy. Like she was, uh, a victim of the Joker Mm. and it was all him. And you know, she's going to stay in trial. So this kind of has a little bit to deal with that where she's trying to explain that, you know, don't send me to jail, you know. I, I'm just I, I'm, another female victim of the Joker. Yes. However, you get... You, this is very wordy. And I love stories that have so much prose. But, like, Lindsay, I just want you to see, like, some of these, like, uh, things just have so many word bubbles and so many, um, just what's going on that it was very heavy on the reading of what... It's like you haven't been reading the X-Men books or something. Well, yeah, but, <laughs> I mean, do you see these yes. couple pages? Yes. Yeah, that's that's a lot of... That's what you've been training for. To, <laughs> pretty much so. <laughs> and in this, I, it, you know, it really shows the reader who this person is and that she was on a field trip and in this studio, uh, new studio, that... She was on a field trip? From what he, from what I got was her teacher got killed. Well, okay, wait, 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 wait. A fields trip means that she was what in high school? Yeah, she was like I think fifteen. Was they're saying like the first time she ever met the Joker, but not when ah, she turned insane. Okay. I was like, where are we going with this character? 
so so she's there and um you know it just says years ago and you know at the studio and she would have been you know the next to probably be killed uh had it not been for batman showing up but that was just her saying like that's kind of like the first you know time meeting him but then later on you know when she's met him again and everything and really how she starts becoming her own person and what i like about it is that so social media is a bad thing but mm. it can be a good thing mm. but for her she has uh followers so she pretty much has a cult okay cult of people who are saying that she is not you know or she's innocent you know oh sure so yeah, yeah, yeah. having all these people so her just releasing these things which is kind of what she did in the end of the joker wars kind of setting up that whole thing of yeah you know believe me and these people who don't think for themselves kind of almost like a cult you know start just thinking that mm -hmm. she's right and the thing that really made me cringe though was she was explaining how she has 52 podcasts ready to send out that explain uh, why the Joker is actually smart and good. I don't think that helps her case at all. Like, Yeah, and also it takes 52 podcasts Well, that's that's that? why I'm like grown. Like, why do does everything have to be 52 in this fucking yeah. universe? But... Besides the number, though, it, it kind of made a little bit of sense of having, like, this, um, I don't know, kind of just having this, anyone can make podcasts, obviously, we do it as well. Why are but, all his little sidekicks, like, fangirls turned evil? That's a good point, I don't know. Like, come on, DC, Really? Like, how about we create a female villain that Joker pursues instead of being, like... I, I agree with that. I mean, she's basically just a new Harley, right? She's this teenage oh, for girl sure. who met the Joker and then later became obsessed with him and then did a bunch of shit to prove that she was worthy of his guidance or fucking whatever it was, but, like... There's a 15-year-old girl that became obsessed with the Joker and then dedicated her life to, like, getting in with him. It's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> and these podcasts, you know, explain, you know, what why she became fascinated with the Joker and, you know, making her mission to understand his message and that resonated with people. And that's where I think the key difference from Harley, though... Like, honestly, I'm interested in this character. Mm -hmm. I'm just giving some shit for DC always having to use 52 with everything. Like, that's some magic number. But, uh, in all honesty, though, Harley is Harley, who is her own individual. Punchline seems like she has an army of people, though. Mm. It seems like she's going to... Well, yeah, because she started when she was 15 in this era of, like, social media, right? And that's how you do it. Harley was a fucking doctor. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, she, it really is, there is just a level of intelligence difference, I think, there a little bit. Um Oh, God, I'm just so tired of it, though. Was well, it, like, you know, in the Bat books, it's, you know, a whole, whole bunch of people in Gotham were like, free punchline. Like, 
this is why we can't have nice things, people. Right, like, right. What? Already we know that people can just break out of Arkham whenever they want to, but now we have actual citizens thinking, it'd be smart to just let this villain out. Right. Even if you really, truly thought the person was uh, manipulated by the Joker, they still have something wrong with them that they were manipulated. Yes. And she needs to go into needs help. Yeah, some she, mental. You shouldn't help. just let her go. Yeah, you should not just let somebody who killed other people do go. They, now I think of it, do they have an actual real psych ward? Like, if there's just someone who is normal crazy, not super villain crazy, I mean, they go to Arkham too, right? Like, well, Arkham. So no, I think Arkham Asylum is for like the criminally insane. So I don't know that... <laughs> There's a normal insane? I feel... I've, but why would we know about that? <laughs> why would DC tell us about where the normal, <laughs> crazy people go? We don't care. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Could you imagine reading that comic book? It'd be like a day in the life of a normal, crazy person. <laughs> and it's just... Why Why are all Batman's villains... Oh, this person's insane. We're going to put him in Arkham. Like, yeah. You, you'd start thinking, maybe we should just put him in real jail? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it says a lot about how Batman uses the trope of mental health. That's yeah. a whole other podcast we could deep dive into that. <laughs> yeah, but ultimately, though, I was I was happy to uh, read this. I was happy to actually have randomly read the Batman 100 to see the ending of the Joker War to understand who this character was. Because again, had I not, I wouldn't I wouldn't have picked up punchline number one because I'd be like, who the I fuck have is so this many imitator? Questions about this character, so. People, I mean, they people have to know who she is, right? It's not like they're like, we don't know who Punchline is. Do they like, know? It, well, in our, well yeah. she was, so in the whole because, war. Because, like, her makeup isn't like. Yeah, she was pretty much uh, Joker's right-hand man in the whole Joker war. Right. And again, as I had said, I didn't read the whole war, so I don't no, know everything happened. But, like, but she has her own, like, little, uh, the Joker has his people dressed up as clowns. She had her own clown right. people. But do, like. I mean, if you see news footage of her and, like, you went to school with this chick, you're going to be like, oh, that's Alexis, right? Yeah. Like, people, she's not hiding her identity, right? Well, I don't feel like most of Batman's people do either. Everyone knows who, you know, Poison Ivy is in real life. Like, they know their real names. No one's really hiding who they are. Yeah, just the Joker, pretty much, is the only person's name that isn't revealed. All right. I mean, we know the Ping one. We know Mister Freeze. Like we know their real names. Yeah. So yeah. But again, she's she's the victim. I mean. And actually, I think. Oh my God! I have a secondary reason why these books all tied together too. Mental health. Okay. So, the book that I can never pronounce. Can you guess which one that is? I mean, <laughs> the choices are infinite. <laughs> Pen- penultimate. Penultimate. No, penultimate. 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 Number two came out, and as I was kind of explaining, he is uh, a superhero that was rejected from the future, but because he was the weakest of them. But obviously, in our days, he's the strongest. Right. And what ended up happening when he came back from having to go take care of something in the future? Uh, then being rejected again, his robot sidekick who... You do know what penultimate means, right? Like, that's ult- like the it, top of the... It's the second tire. to last. Oh, is it? Yeah. 
Oh, <laughs> I guess I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, penultimate means the second to last. Okay. Well, it, ultimate mean, is the last, right? So penultimate would be the second to last. Ult- wouldn't ultimate be like the most, like you want to be the ultimate superhero? Yeah, so then penultimate would be like second to last, like the second to the top, like the second to the ultimate. So like... If we were if we were doing like a ranking of drunk on comics, I would be the ultimate, and you would be the penultimate. <laughs> I mean, that, that, okay, that does make sense in the way of okay. yeah, his robots is a lot better than them. Uh, and he found out that like things seem to be good, and so this starts off with kind of an argument between uh, his alt. I'm going to start calling him because I can't penultimate. 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 Wayne Cruz is his name. Wayne Cruz. Is his alter ego. Okay. And how Wayne's talking to his, his robot guy of like, why'd you do that? And the robot guy's just like, well, I thought I'd make it easier for you. He goes, well, I mean, you, you can't just do these things. And he's like, but why? It was easy. <laughs> like, you could be taking care of this shit too. And he kind of goes off in a rage, like, thinking like, you don't, you know, you're not listening to me. And... This is, again, one of those things where this book is very, I don't, I don't want to say meta, because that's not the correct word, very thought-provoking, I should say, um, with following the superhero who has, actually, I, I do want to circle around. The beginning of this actually wasn't them arguing. It was this ray that sent all these people in this grocery store to go do crazy things. And I just love this first page has this woman eating a banana, throwing a banana peel down, and I'm hoping that means someone slips on it. Because it's such a dumb slapstick joke. It really joke. is. But all these people are just going fucking crazy insane at this grocery store. Which then, of course, then will go to um, their argument and everything. And Wayne goes and talks to the bad guy about, you know, this, this Ray did this and everything, and then also, like, why you know why did you now repent why did all of a sudden to his robot guy like are we coming good he goes he doesn't know that there's two of them though and he goes like what did i say and the bad guy goes you just listened and that was like a key thing of like holy shit you have the superhero who's thinks he's always doing what he needs to do thinks he needs to just be low key and everything but ultimately, he doesn't really listen to what people are saying. Mm-hmm. Which is not to say... He's also the one that's dealing with depression and everything, too. So people should listen to what he's saying. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't negate him from also listening to what right. other people are suffering from. You want to be a hero, that's one of the first and foremost things you can do. Especially people um, that are dealing with trauma or anything going on. Um, is just listen. Mm-hmm. And that's just how this issue ended. I'm like... Damn, man, this is, again, thought-provoking, really well-written, and makes me want to read more of this superhero who, this is, like, not really a superhero book. It's mm-hmm. it's a book of dealing with stuff. Right. Makes sense. Who is that by? Is that from Ahoy? Yes. Yeah. They give all their books weird names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they're always 
Again, yeah. the only one that it wasn't for me, but I've heard a lot of people liked it, was the Alan Poe's Snifter of mm. thing. That, out of all their books, I've enjoyed all of them. Like I said, I just didn't really like that one. But, still a good book, so... You're not a huge horror comic fan. Yeah. 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 Well, I read uh, a book about my one of my most favorite people in the DC universe this weekend, and I had forgotten it was coming out, so when I popped into my little comicsology account and saw that it was sitting there waiting for me, I was very excited. Um... So, I haven't been reading any of the death metal shit, because, like, I got through Dark Knight Metal, and, like, that original run, and I was like, well, this was fun and new and something that never needs to happen again. Yeah. Um, just kidding, they're gonna beat it to death, like they do with, Mar- like Marvel I'm... does with zombies. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get this with the fucking death metal shit. However, it did give me this little... <laughs> This little gem of a book, which is called Dark Knight's Death Metal Infinite Hour Extreme, with a little exclamation point, and Extreme has three X's in it. Um, so this is a, a Lobo-centric book, and I love Lobo a lot. I think his character is so just weird. It's just, even from its inception, like his stupid purple hair in the original <laughs> when he first made his first appearance, like the whole thing is just weird. Um, <clears throat> so this... So Lobo in this book has been confronted with the what is come to be called the Batman who frags, which is a Bruce Wayne who has injected himself with Zarnarian DNA to make himself like invincible, right? Because Lobo has kind of the same properties as Wolverine does. Um and there's just the, like, I showed Tony the page where it's got the the Batman, and then he's holding on to Lobo, and <laughs> Lobo's like, who the hell is this, Frazetta Batman? Which totally paints the image in your head of what this <laughs> Batman looks like. And as they're fighting, um, I mean, there's a lot of, like, name-calling and, and quippy things going back and forth between the two, but he, Lobo gets sucked into a portal where he um, meets with um, fuck. Lex Luthor. Uh, his, okay. I totally dropped <laughs> his name out of my head. Who sends Lobo on the mission to find the death metal, right? Because it's an actual metal. Like, this whole thing is actual, is about actual metal. Um, that is the one thing that I kind of. DC just really is all about, me- like, nth metal. Yeah. In... Yeah. So. Lex convinces him to take this mission on by telling him, basically, like, if you don't do this, the whole universe is going to end. And Lobo's like, well, if the whole universe ends, there's no going to be no more Lobo, and I can't let that happen sort of situation. So he takes the mission on, also with the promise of, like, you know, a payday, because Lobo doesn't do anything unless it's for money. Um, and he goes and he, and he finds the medal, which is being guarded by Hawkman, Right, still, because that's kind of where this whole thing started, was with the hawk people. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And my favorite part of this book is once he gets the medal, and they kind of escape through this portal because 
Lobo Batman shows up and blows up the island they're on. And they escape through this portal and they're in Jum World. And then <laughs> you turn the page and you see like um, Superman as told by Lobo. And there are these one page stories about Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman as told by Lobo. So, like, the Superman one is, like, the <laughs> the baby leaving, Krypto Krypton exploding and, like, crashing, and, like, the parents are like, oh, did you see that fireball hit the ground? <laughs> Let's go check it out, because we're stupid. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, they're just... I'm see if I can find them here. And the, this is a lot, pretty long book. That makes me want to read... I was planning on reading this already, yeah. but that just makes it even better. It's hilarious. And then the Batman one is like... Him, you know... his. It's, it's basically the origins of each. And so, like, it's the family coming out of the movie into the alley. And they're like, let's go walk through Crime Alley. What could happen? <laughs> sort of thing. And then the whole Super Wo or Wonder Woman one is about her like wanting to save the dolphins and stuff like that because Lobo has an obsession. But it's so these little these little these little one page stories that are in this book are from like a pocket universe that Lobo has created because the metal gives you the ability to bend reality to your whim. So if you if you hold this metal, you can kind of do whatever you want, which is how the dark universe ended up coming over and all this bullshit that's happening in the in this story. Um so he's got like his own little like TV station that he's running in this universe for him to just sit there and watch. And it was just kind of funny that that's the way he was doing it. Um but then Brainiac shows up and has to, like, convince Lobo to give up the medal and stuff like that. And there's this whole back and forth between them. And the Batman who frags shows up and there's the battle going <laughs> on. And it's just, it's got the definite humor of a Lobo book. Like, the good, funny, like, not taking itself too seriously humor. But also, like, this book is important, to, I guess, to what's going on in the overall story. And it seems like perhaps Lobo was a very important part to this ongoing story that's going on. Now, I don't feel like I need to go back and read what was happening or what's going to happen. Because you can enjoy this on its own if you love Lobo. Mm -hmm. Like, if you don't enjoy Lobo as a character and you don't plan on reading Death Metal, this book is very unimportant. <laughs> <laughs> But just those little, like, I just don't know how anybody can't enjoy Lobo as a character. It's, like, it's so stupid. It's, I mean, he is kind of, like, Deadpool mashed with Wolverine a little bit, just in the way that he's written, but it's just so much better. I'm just now thinking, so, uh, I saw, I'm sorry, are you done? Cause I yeah, 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 yeah. So, I saw the commission that you had gotten from, uh, Dan. Oh, <laughs> About my great gray jeans, jeans. <laughs> which is so great and comical. But now I'm just thinking of you asking someone for a mashup of because Gene is one of your favorite people and Lobo is mm, their kid. That would be interesting. That's, yeah. I want to see that interpretation because I that would be a very powerful lewd baby. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, that would be interesting. Um, oh, and weird. Real weird. Also, Jean would not hook up with Lobo. Come on now. <laughs> She's... That, right now, the mutants are kind of whatever. Like, I don't know. I mean, Lobo's kind of Wolverine-ish. <laughs> uh, just, it was just so fun. Like, I'm so glad that I read it. And I, I, and, you know, I mean, these one shots and the whole fucking thing that's going on, whatever. Um, but I'm glad I, I ignored the fact that it was part of this whole other thing and read it anyway. <laughs> and, and you could read it because it was yes. kind of standalone-ish. Yes. And it was, it's interesting because it is written by like, it's, it's in parts and it's not written and drawn by the same writer and artist. So, like, part one is written and drawn by one group of people, and then the second half is written and drawn by another group of people. Um, and then, I mean, the middle ones are, the little one-shots are written and drawn by Lobo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just funny. Well, speaking of kids... I don't know how much we want to talk about this, but I feel like we should just mention... So you've been watching The Mandalorian, right? Yeah. Wait, what? Wait, you never told me what pulls together your two books besides mental health. Oh, well, I was going to wait till... The end? Well, no, when I get to uh, Booze in a Book. Oh, okay. All right, that's fine. And also, I forgot that I was going to tell you that, so... <laughs> All right. I'm glad that some of us have a memory. <laughs> All right, Mandalorian. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. So, yes. frog people and eggs, and you've heard this controversy, and I we don't. We talked you, about it last week. Yes, but yeah. it's still. Ugh, I don't care. The rage on the internet. Like, I'm just gonna say this, and I don't know how much we have to talk about this. Like, you guys, none of this is fucking real. None of it's real. None of it is real. The eggs aren't real. Baby Yoda's not real. These frog people are not real. Nor are they frogs. <laughs> Also, I've eaten frog legs and I've eaten fish legs. So who the like? Ugh. I'm just so tired. But you, did you say you ate fish legs? Frog legs. You said frog legs and I thought fish you, eggs. Oh, fish eggs. Okay, I was gonna be like, Linz, do, do we have to go over some simple frog legs and fish eggs? Okay. <laughs> I mean, caviar is delicious. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. You've never had good caviar, then. <laughs> Probably not. It's delicious, and I can understand the draw to, like, a good fish egg. <laughs> oh, I will believe you. I don't need to ever test that. Um, all right, let's go on to other controversies, or could be controversies. Because I don't fucking believe DC at all. But they cordially invite you to Aquaman and Mira's w wedding. Well, aren't they already married? Uh, not, no. What? They, we, they've been talking about getting married. I thought they've been married in multiple continuities of DC. I don't even know if they have in any other ones. Maybe one or two. Mm. But it's been always that... Will they, won't they? No. Oh, kind of reminiscent of some other fucking weddings that didn't fucking happen, and that's the rub. <sighs> I don't... Well, this is one that I think makes more even more sense, because well, really, yeah. how many fish people can you meet in life? Right. 
But A, like, who cares? Right? Who cares? Like, the draw between Batman and Catwoman is, like, is is Batman. Is Batman. That's the whole thing. Like, who cares whether Catwoman gets married or not? Like, the whole thing is, like, Batman. He can't get married. He's Batman. He can't be happy because he's Batman. Right? I mean, that's kind of been the whole argument the whole time. Uh, who fucking cares if Aquaman's happy or not? <laughs> I don't think that's going to change him as a hero. I mean, are you saying that just because of the, you know, memes that say make fun of Aquaman because he sucks or... No, I love, I love the character. I Love is a strong word. I don't mind the character of Aquaman and I really love looking at the movie version of Aquaman. <laughs> and I liked the um, Aquaman that they did in the um, animated movies. Like, he was, like, this... And also Batman Brave and the Bold. Like, where he was always, like, stupendous! Like, he was very, like, bombastic in his personality. Um, I just don't care if he's married or not. Do you? No, I mean... Like, if it happens or not... I think I'd be more interested if Namor got married, to tell you the truth. Yeah. He seems like a... a he is a Batman-esque sort of character, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying to look up and see if he was married, and it does seem like he was before. So, And I guess that does make some sense. So then I also... Um, Did they get a divorce and now they're getting remarried? Yeah. Because that makes me care even less. <laughs> <laughs> Are like, they redoing their vows? Because that makes me care even, even less. <laughs> this actually makes me pissed that I'm going to have to actually do research to know if I'm going to care about this or not. <laughs> Should I care about this? Should I not? I don't... I think the answer to that is, do you care about Aquaman generally? Eh, no. Yeah, then no. There was... There was... Um, God, when was it? About... Th- maybe four years ago, where it, it felt like it was getting a little dark and I was kind of liking this. He yeah. was, and again, I don't want to always do the comparison to Namor, but Namor just seems more interesting. Well, he is more interesting. Yeah. Though. He's also a giant asshole, whereas Aquaman's never been yeah. like. Well, that's, in the series, and I forget who wrote it and, and everything was, he was kind of being a bit more of like a, an asshole, a bit yeah. more of like, no, fuck you guys type attitude, right. which is what, I wish more people... That's why I don't like the Captain Americas and the Supermans, mm. usually. However, I've been coming around a lot more of... If you're a hero, you're a hero for all people, Tony. Yeah. Whereas Namor's like a hero for his people. Do you see the difference? Yeah, but Aquaman's still a hero for everyone, when he right. should be more for his people. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily agree with that. But uh, I did love Aquaman in Flashpoint. Because he was, like, that was a very dark storyline for him. And the combination of of his people and the, and I think him and Wonder Woman got together strategically, got married to, like, become this superpower in the world, which was an interesting idea. The Jay-Z Beyonce of the DC yes. world. Yes. Yeah. Because he, he, she could rule the land and he could rule the sea, right? See? It's a strategic move. And so that was an interesting... Because Wonder Woman was also, like, her character was kind of dark in that as well. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I guess good good luck to them both. <laughs> <laughs> what do you get? What do you get the... 
king and queen of where what where are they from? What's the name of their Fish little food? universe? Like of water? Yeah. What are, what is what is their little city called? Atlantis. Is it Atlantis? I feel yeah. like it is. Like yeah. I said, not that versed in Aquaman, so yeah. Just like what's the what's the appropriate wedding gift for a wedding like this? They've been together so long. What do you get? <laughs> what do you get? Two people who have been co-ruling a kingdom out of wedlock <laughs> for so long that they don't have already. Like I said, I'm just thinking of fish themed shit because that's. I'm pretty sure you get Batman bat. They're swimming stuff in and... fish stuff already. <laughs> Maybe one of those little bubblers things that you put in the... those treasure chests that open and close. Yes. <laughs> and they're just staring at it the whole time. <laughs> well. There wasn't a lot of news this week, and that's where kind of bringing that up, but it was more or less to take a shot at Tom King, and not even Tom King, DC's fuck-up of the Batman wedding. Um, (laughs) But one thing that I am happy about, and this just kind of just, it won't affect you or anything, I don't think, because did you ever watch Venture Brothers? Like, when it was on Adult Swim, and I would come home from work, and it would be on, and I didn't feel like changing the channel. I mean... Or I was waiting for any gosh to come on or something. (laughs) It's one of those shows that is very intelligent, and you do need to be watching Mm -hmm. it all to get some of the the jokes everything, but it was canceled. Uh, We talked about that like three months ago. Yeah. Very disappointed. Well, what I just found out is uh, HBO Max is saying that they are trying to work to get some more Venture Brothers... uh, you know things in the works because yeah. does because HBO and Warner Brothers are, are same thing pretty much. I think or so Warner, because that's why there was a bunch Warner of... Brothers AT and T bought them. Yeah, and so AT and T I think said, and then they own uh, Adult Swim. This is just very incestuous There's sounding. Pretty much so. Regardless, <laughs> even how how this all still stays in their family, but not it. It does make some sense yeah. then the HBO and. And I'm also, just... like, it's it's an animated series, right? So if, if you're going to be putting out new content, like, the animated series seems like the way to go right now. Because you can't really do, like, a lot of filming right now. Yep. And it's very easy to, like, get a very small team together. It's all done on computers now. Like, nobody's hand-drawing this shit, right? So they can even do it remotely. And they can even record the voices remotely. Mm-hmm. So... It'd be a smart the one move. thing is with them though is they take fucking forever to make their seasons. There's been like one time where there was like a three or four year gap in between. Yeah. Mainly because of the. I don't feel like it's that hard to write, but you know, I guess I'm not a writer. Who knows? I'm just happy. New. If they know if they're going there, if they can at least have an ending, wrap up everything, or if they're like. We're planning a couple seasons, and this is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Also, would be happy. Yeah, um, the monarch is like the best not good villain ever created. And Doctor Girlfriend is. <laughs> it's just it is, and I every one that I've watched, I've enjoyed, but I've just never felt the need to like sit down and watch the whole series. Well, I, and I like the what they're spoofing of everything too. Yeah. Obviously, a big thing is Johnny Quest, but also some Scooby Doo and Doctor Strange. And like, mm-hmm. there's just so much in there to unpack that. Yeah. It's a great show. So I'm happy about that. Do you have anything that you found? Well, I know that there was a there was an online 
con this weekend called Thought Bubble. It was normally a, a UK kind of con, so it kind of it gives people in the states an opportunity to see how these cons that are done in other countries. Um, there wasn't a lot of news that came out of it, but it, they do have a ton of like their panels and stuff up online. Um, so and they had some pretty big guests, so just something to go check out. What a fun little thing to name your con, right? Just yeah. Thought bubble. As I said, that reminds me that so there have been cons that stated when they're gonna come back in twenty twenty one. Some of which I was like, that's very optimistic. Mm-hmm. Some that have not changed their very optimistic uh, plans. The first con that I think is actually going to maybe be successful of next year is going to be C2E2. Because C2E2 always comes in end of February, early March, sometimes April. They Spring con, that's mm-hmm. when they're doing... However, they have, as of this past week, said, uh, we're going to go December... Uh, 10th of 2021. So they're pushing it out from spring all the way to winter because they yeah. are probably also reading the room of like, th- there is hope on the horizon. You like, know what's really fun in the winter? Chicago. <laughs> 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 My only concern about, <clears throat> I mean, I guess it's good that they're doing it first, right? You kind of want to be the first con that starts. Well, they're the first that have announced a new date that seems legit. Right. There is plenty of cons without naming them that I still are saying their normal given weekend they're going to. I just don't think anything in the spring or early summer, there's not going to be, again, with the vaccine coming out, with all hope, you know, looking at that, you still need to have a lot of people take that. And that's going to take time, mm-hmm. especially with some of the logistics of right. how it get. December actually seems like the first to do a big thing. Right. We could start doing smaller things once people start getting inoculated, but a big fucking con, I don't necessarily, I'll get the shot and then I'll feel safe going. But everyone else, you know, if they didn't get a shot yet, probably shouldn't go to something that has a lot of fucking sweaty, gross, unshowered nerds. Yeah, a place where the hygiene is suspect to begin with normally. Yeah. So I feel like... And you, like, any... Anybody who has never gone to a con, like if you go to a con, if this is if any con is your first con, you will get sick. It's called con crud. Yeah, it's... you will get sick from that con. So like, we want to get to a point where you just get a really bad cold and not like COVID and die. Yeah. <laughs> so again, which is the new Netflix and chill. I. <laughs> COVID and die. I have a feeling. <laughs> Because, again, even uh, October was usually... Because once you get to Thanksgiving and holidays, like, you don't have cons. People just know people aren't really traveling, doing those things then. It's going to get a pretty full calendar thing next year when other conventions start looking at, okay, we should just really pick a weekend and announce it now and Mm -hmm. not do our normal everyday weekend. Or it might be another year that the cons don't happen, but then that's sad for some of them that... Yeah, are they going to pack the end of the year, right? Is there going to be a shit ton of cons to go to? Which doesn't matter to me because I don't really go to cons anymore anyway. Um, But, like, I guess you risk the uh, con burnout happening very suddenly. And also, like, how... So if if New York Comic Con announces, usually they're in the fall, New York Comic Con. So if they announce that they're due in, like, October or November, and then you have C2E2, like, two weeks later... 
a, usually you have guest overlap or artist overlap, yep. but a lot of people can't swing doing a con, a huge con, and then two weeks later doing another huge con. So it'll be interesting to see what that means for booking. And just, like, panels. Like, again, most people will go... You could have the same Marvel favorite superhero panel at one and at the mm -hmm. other, because, again... But you sometimes, you know, want to have some new news mm -hmm. and separating them or having different releases at different cons to right. make it feel special. I don't see that happening. But I think a, a big th a big thing will come down to also San Diego, because I know they will never change their July dates. Right. And if we'll actually be able to do something by then or not. But I just, I don't think anything early spring, even concerts, even... Yeah. Yeah. We're just, we're not there yet. My Rage Against the Machine concert that was rescheduled is rescheduled for the summer of 2021. They just pushed it back a year. And I'm still like, I don't, I don't know if that's going to happen. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I'd love to go to see Rage. Oh, yeah. The tickets were not cheap. I bet. And they, they didn't, it was funny because they were just, they didn't email me or anything. I just hopped on the app one day to be like, oh, did they refund? No, they didn't even, they don't even give you the option for a refund. Like, you have to just kind of, I guess, stick with this new date. Hopefully it works for you. <laughs> There's a, I mean, going a little comic book off topic, but there was a, uh, supposed to be a music festival here in, in our town that then got canceled, obviously, because... COVID and they gave you the option of do you want a refund or you can plan on coming next year and we'll give you a free t-shirt well you know me and free shit and I'm like oh, yeah. but then I was thinking about it too I really probably should get the refund but then it was too late anyways when I thought about it so I have those tickets and then I was just realizing the other day where's my free fucking t-shirt mm -hmm. I haven't gotten that yet and also are they still going to even do it mainly I was going to that to go see um uh, fuck, now I'm forgetting who I was even going to go see. What festival are you talking about? The Grand Rapids uh, Rock Festival. Rock the Rapids? It no. wasn't Rock the Rapids. See, I don't think it was. It was, a, new, it was a newer one. Was it? Okay. Is it the one that happens over here by you? In, on yeah. The, in the park? But I, not the EDM one. No, the it, I know what one you're talking about. It's really weird that... I'm always really weirded out that there's a, a festival that happens in that park, but I forget how big that fucking park is. Um, so Tony lives next to a neighborhood in Grand Rapids that's called, um, Belknap, uh, what is it, Belknap Park, pretty much. And there's, and it, and it overlooks the city, but there's this giant fucking green space park that's over there, and you would never, like, I, I would be pissed if I lived in that neighborhood and there was a fucking rock festival right down the street from me. Um, well, yeah, I want to <laughs> go. It's really weird. I got the tickets to just go see Disturbed, and there are some other people down oh, there. Oh, is that who it was? Disturbed? Yeah. Oh. So, hopefully yeah. they're still coming, because otherwise I got tickets to a random yeah. act. You never know. It could be fun. It's rock, right? I guess. Um. Well, with that, let's get into Booze in a Book. Okay. So, Booze in a Book this week is Power Rangers number one. So, as we'd known, they kind of were... I hate when... How many number ones is this in the past two years for Power Rangers? Actually, no, this is a... They had some mini-series. Those don't count. Okay. But they had two main books, so they had two number ones, and this is the first 
renumbering because this is going off after tying up some of those books. Gotcha. Into a new... So I'm okay. That's what I'm going to say. I'm okay with this. Okay. Uh, they had reasons and it makes sense. Uh, it's not just one of those cash grabs to get people to get a number one. And because this continues on from those two. It gives you a little bit of a history if you're new. Like, you'll kind of be able to tell. Really, though, you need to have read all those other series to really get a lot in this. To know Lord Lord Draken and, and all that um, going on. But, um, I was thinking of something uh, colorful and fruity and everything for to pair this with. And then you'd come up with the booze that yes. you felt. So, <clears throat> my obsession recently with beers is sours. Like, I'm just, I fucking love sour beers. Um, and I had one not too long ago. It's a Rainbow Sherbert Sour um, from Prairie, what is it? Prairie Artisan Ales, which is a brewery out of Oklahoma. Um, it literally, so, you know, Rainbow Sherbert. Everyone fucking knows what Rainbow Sherbert is. I don't, don't make me explain it to you. It's that... As a beer and sour. <laughs> and it's delicious. And if you live in Grand Rapids, I know that Martha's Vineyard carries it. And I'm sure there's other places that do as well. Um, but it's like uh, your childhood made into a, a very enjoyable adult beverage. <laughs> so to go with my why they're all themed together... The magic word of today is P. Because punchline, penultimate oh, man, and Power Rangers. Yes, okay. I don't know. It Things really like... wasn't that big of a deal. Did but... you say the magic word of the day? Wouldn't that be the letter? Wouldn't I guess it just so. be a letter? Yes. That's and not a word. Like on true. Sesame Street, the word, this, the letter of the day. Yeah. I know what you were trying to refer to, but. <laughs> 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 Your new favorite television show. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much <laughs> So yeah um, Well with that uh, Holidays are coming up And mm -hmm. having uh, maybe some Little more Hiatuses here and there But you yeah. know we're still going to be rocking it out Reading some comic books And uh, discussing the funness that is All about nerd culture Yep That was a you know, hard statement To get out <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, mean, know. I could see your brain working like what word comes next ultimately what I just wanted to say is look forward to our uh, we're still we're holiday still we're still gonna be doing movie. this yeah, yeah yeah we're still gonna be doing this we have our annual bad movie coming up um, we haven't pinned down specifically what it's going to be yet but we have a, a couple very good options I think <laughs> so look forward to that oh show yeah so stay thirsty for what we have in the works. Stay thirsty for pee, right, Tony? <laughs> I'm here with the anti-doping. <laughs> His voice is so weird and deep. Like I, like every time he busts into that really deep voice, I'm always like, that doesn't. I'm. Many... I'm yeah. <laughs> I'm here to to test your pee for for drugs. <laughs> Is he going to drink that? <laughs>